Hey everyone, welcome to Give Me The D. And I'm talking details, dramas, dilemmas, discussions and all the dirt. When it comes to love and romance, there's stress and struggles, but there's also a journey of self-discovery, learning from the past and growing through experience. This show captures juicy stories, deep conversations and personal breakthroughs. I'm your host, the damsel in dating distress. Thanks for tuning in. Hi everyone, how's it going? So today I have Esther on the show. She's a yummy mummy, a motivational speaker. Hi Esther. Um, She's a talent acquisition specialist. Also enjoys a bit of tarot reading from time to time. Just a fun fact as well. I've actually known Esther for many years now since sixth form college days. So it's been about what, 15, 16 years since I've last spoken to her. So it's crazy. Exactly. So thanks for coming on my show. No worries at all. I'm really looking forward to it. Super excited. (laughs) Me too. It's quite handy that we've got this podcast happening because we've got about a good 15, 16 years worth of stuff to catch up on. (laughs) Yeah. So right. Without further ado, let's just squeeze out as much as we can in the next hour. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Let's go for it. We briefly spoke about what we've been up to and our dating lives and You mentioned that you experienced a bit of toxicity in relationships in the past. Do you want to kind of walk me through like the things that you've gone through and did you spot any signs early on? Well, um, kind of my toxicity in relationships. So I have been probably in toxic relationships over the last 10 years or so, um, which, you know, at first it was quite hard to admit and it was something that I didn't want to admit. I didn't like to admit that. Um, you know, I often felt like a lot of the people around me weren't in situations and didn't, you know, understand toxicity. So mm. that was even harder for me because I didn't have anyone to benchmark that against and say, oh, is this right? Should I be treated like that? Because I was embarrassed. Yeah. And on the other hand, I saw quite a lot of my friends in like picture perfect kind of like relationships, uh, I guess. Yes. That's social media though, isn't it? Everyone always wants to kind of display the best parts of their relationship no one really knows what's going on behind closed doors though isn't it so that's that's yeah exactly Mm. and I think for me especially it was like how do you even know that you're in a toxic relationship yeah so going back to what you said about the signs I think for me I started obviously my first relationship was when I was 16 Mm. um and I was with my first partner for about or ex-partner rather for like two years until I was 18 and that's when I kind of started exploring dating because after mm. your first love I mean you just want to kind of get out there right exactly. <laughs> and you're like yeah let me go for it I know about dating I've had a boyfriend before yeah but I think when you when you put yourself on the line like that you don't actually know what you're inviting into yeah. your environment yeah. um because you're so naive and you're so mm-hmm. young mm. so for me my first toxic relationship was when I was about kind of 18 19 years old and it was quite violent to be fair and it was something that I didn't, I didn't really know how to process because it was only, you know, small things, mm. small things, I say, yeah. inverted commas. <laughs> so the small things would be the arguing, the name calling until it gets very heated yes. and then it became physical. And that's when you draw the line back and you think, whoa. So when I look back to my kind of first time being in a, uh, you know, a DV and DV meaning domestic violence or a yeah. situation like that. Mm. I was really shocked and 
I was really upset by it and it just was, it was crazy. But then as time went on and from the age of 18 kind of onwards, um, I started to accept a lot of bad behavior in relationships because yeah. it became, again, inverted commas, normal. Mm, yeah. So it was a case of me feeling like, okay, no, well, this has happened since the age of 18. So actually it's acceptable behavior. Yeah. And so when it came, there was a few different issues with me personally, and I can only speak about my personal experiences. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was like, once I realized that the physical aspect is wrong, that no one should touch you, you shouldn't be in volatile situations like that. I then began to obviously try and be with people that didn't display toxic traits. But then how do you even know that? Because everyone seems very lovely at first. Of course, yeah, that's it, isn't it? Do you know what? I completely understand where you're coming from because my, funny enough, my first relationship was um, quite violent. Like you said, lots of name calling and then it becomes so heated that, I mean, I've thrown laptops and hangers. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like crazy. I could never imagine myself doing that at this age but when you're in the situation as well sometimes the rage really just kind of overpowers you and the emotions you just can't get hold of yourself but when you're young it's just a learning curve isn't it you know from definitely the learning curve and I think like it's you mentioned something about controlling emotions as well which I Mm. find very interesting because I think as you get older Mm. you become a little bit more calmer because you look at your behavior and you look at what you're reacting to and you look at that reactive behavior and you think to yourself no I shouldn't be reacting like this so therefore if I don't want to react like that what do I do to stop that exactly then you get karma and it becomes more of a better pattern for yourself and then you feel a lot less you feel more in control and not out of control exactly like we were talking earlier before I even started recording we're talking about you know sometimes you just need to look at the bigger picture when you put energy into certain little situations it's just not worth it the more you think about it the more angry you get anyway so you might as well just let it go exactly and the thing is I I feel like when you're younger you don't have that awareness you don't have that Mm -hmm. self-control and then you end up feeling like what do I do and I think that was the hardest part for me being younger because it was like I didn't have anyone to turn to, as I mentioned, like I felt like my friends wouldn't really understand. Um, To go to your parents is very embarrassing. And I think when they start to figure it out or when they start to know what's happening or notice what's happening, it becomes even more of a a hiding process. And, you know, you don't, there's a whole, there's a whole heap of other issues that evolve from that one process. But yeah, so how I, I guess I, I kind of, started to move away from that or look Mm -hmm. at the warning signs was by just analyzing my relationships yeah so thinking okay so this is what you went through with person a this is what you went through with person b this is what you went through with person c but what was your part in that Mm -hmm. what did what role did you play because Mm -hmm. it takes two people to argue so you know when you argue it's two people not being nice to each other so how could you have changed your reaction or how could you have behaved in that situation? So that's what made me become more mindful Mm. of my actions. Mm. Um, And then it made me look at what I want out of relationships or out of the ideal partner. Mm. I mean, in 10 years, it's a lot to deal with. It's a gradual process that I had to to overcome. And, you know, even up until now, we're all still a work in progress. Like there's loads of things that we still need to learn, but 
the main thing is that we take those little golden nuggets of information from each relationship, whether it's learning about yourself and learning about someone else's behavior. It's very eye-opening. And I think that I found myself quite a lot through mm. those experiences. Agreed. Because when you break down emotionally as well, and you have to, you're forced to look at your behavior, whether you're to blame or not, you have to reflect. It's so important. Oh my so God. when you do that reflective piece and you realize what you're like, you're like, okay, I don't want to be like that anymore. Yeah, exactly. Even now when I look back, I'm like, who was that person? If I had to like look at myself in the mirror and see like the younger version of me, I would really have some good words. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think some some um, harsh words for yourself, but also yeah. a stick to whack yourself with because you're like, oh yeah. my God, cringe. <laughs> yeah. But do you know what? The other thing that I picked up on as well, um, you were saying is when you have no one to talk to and you feel quite trapped and it's really difficult because whilst you're in that situation, because you're keeping secrets from like your parents and your, your friends and everything, it's just layer upon layer and then you have even more things to deal with and it just gets so hard and you feel even more alone I completely get that it's it's really tough to go through isolating Um, very much so after that relationship how did you change as a person okay so I personally had my daughter at quite a young age so I had my daughter when I was 20 Hmm. so and it was from that abusive relationship so it was very difficult being a new mum and a parent and having to deal with a situation like that the way that I dealt with the situation was removing myself from it and just leaving and obviously you know that comes with a whole host of other problems but you know needless to say I just kind of got on with it you have to when you're a new mum and you think about your child you think about their well-being and that comes first and you just get on with it so I removed myself from that toxic relationship and I began to kind of build myself Mm -hmm. um and it was very difficult because I felt really lonely you know I really wanted to have that kind of uh you know daughter father mother household family Mm. um and that's what I was raised on That, that was those were my kind of values in life and my morals and you know I I come from a very kind of I wouldn't say strict Trinidadian family but you know very cultured one in the sense where you are brought up you know you have to go to uni you have to get your degree then you have to you know buy buy a house or get married or whatever then you have kids so Mm -hmm. the fact that I did everything in the reverse order um wasn't (laughs) wasn't great culturally for me (laughs) but um you know my parents are amazing and love me regardless but you know it was definitely a learning curve for me so Mm. I was very lonely I was very isolated I felt like you know I was alone with my daughter um Mm. in my first apartment and it was just it was scary but that really motivated me to fix my life and say okay so I've never been you know a stupid person I always you know I, I had my A-levels um, I wanted to go to uni I wanted to get my degree I was very driven and the fact of having a daughter for me motivated me even more to kind yeah. of get over what I had been in yeah. so I then started to kind of look for jobs um, I ended up getting into PR and I was like oh I like this Mm. but I had no academic backing in it so I then had to I had to go back to uni so I went back to uni I went to LCC got my PR degree and I was like okay now I've come this far Mm. what do I do yeah Um, during that time I'd actually met my ex-husband so I had been married before Mm. or have been married before um and 
he offered stability. So again, looking at my motivations, I wanted the perfect house, family, everything, right? Mm -hmm. And I wanted to get my degree. I wanted to stabilize my life. I thought, yeah, we've all got it going on. <laughs> but my underlying motivation to have a family led me to the wrong types of guys, yeah. to settle down too quickly yeah. and to rush instead yeah. of taking that time out. Yes, to focus on me and my daughter, Yeah, but I should have been doing self-work, mm. not running to do a tick box exercise because of how I was raised does that make sense yeah absolutely the best time of my life was probably when I took out what two and a bit years just to stay single think about like kind of my behavior my attitude I kept on going into really toxic relationships but like not realizing you know it would always end up that I would just become this really angry person um but it's so yeah like take my time out and just be like is it me is it the guys I'm going for what is it and you know that that's no, it great that you did that yeah it's really great that you did because to be fair like I'm in that process now yeah. where I'm taking time out to be single and to really figure out who I am I mean I know who I am now yeah. but I'd broken up with um, an ex kind of like a, a year and a half ago and that was a long-term thing that was hard to get over so yeah. I needed that time yeah. So it's just been, it's, yeah, it's been a process. Yeah, no, and you know, it's an ongoing process, but it's good that you're kind of taking that time out. You'll learn so much and it's so valuable um, and you're going to really enjoy it. You'll be surprised how much you enjoy your own company and your own time. I'm like, literally like, yes, <laughs> this yeah. is so fun. I don't need a guy. Exactly. I'm in that bubble now. Yeah, exactly. When you're comfortable in your own skin and you're comfortable, like just being by yourself, you realize your self-worth, your boundaries you kind of know when to say yes and no. Um, and you can say it with confidence, which is great. No, but that, that's definitely what happens. It's just a case of, you know, your motivation's getting in the way of what you actually want. And then when you get everything you want, do you actually want that? Does it make you happy? No, it didn't. Because exactly. you didn't look for substance when you were trying to look for a husband. Instead, you were just looking for them to just tick all these boxes and tick boxes just don't work. Yeah. You know, it really does harm our mental and physical wellness. You know, we get so drained by the stress and the anxiety, losing sleep and not eating because, you know, you're just not in the mood. Like I've suffered from that before and it's absolutely draining. It's just not healthy. And a lot of people don't actually know that. It's really interesting that you brought that up because a lot of people don't actually know that that is a sign that something is not right with your body. Yeah, that's it. And then also just carrying the remains of a past relationship into your present as well. Um, but you also, you're just not aware of that because it's so ingrained in you and it kind of sits at the back of your mind. Really and then you start acting on old behaviours and then you have to look at yourself and stop and then go, hang on a minute. <laughs> I can't be behaving like this again. So it's a constant battle. It's a constant cycle unless you do the inner work and the, the inner healing that it takes because the stage I'm at at the moment actually funnily enough is you know there is a lot of past relationship residue I would mm -hmm. like to call it yes. that kind of it, it's there you're trying to wipe it off a little bit and move yeah. forward but it's still there <laughs> yeah so you know I'm healed I do feel like I am ready to find the perfect person because I know what that looks like now and I know what attributes and qualities I want in someone whereas I guess before my mind was so mentally screwed yeah. that I just didn't know 
what anything good looked like because I was self-sabotaging due to all those toxic relationships. Yeah, you end up just being in this cycle of unhealthy behaviour, revolving door relationship is what I call them. But yeah, yeah, no, like once you get past it though, and once you get to that point where you are right now, there is always a light at the end of the tunnel. It's really funny that you should say that because I feel like when you're in that position at the time when you've just broken up and it's all fresh and you feel like the world is over, you're never going to see that light, you don't know what's going on with yourself, you you feel so lost and to, to think a year and a half ago that was me as well and I'm looking at myself now and I'm like, damn girl, you did a whole full 360. <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah. And I, if, if I was talking to myself a year and a half ago and I said, don't worry, Esther, like you're, you will see yourself in, in a year and a half's time and you're yeah. going to be amazing. You're going to be glowing. You're going to be mm. doing your thing. Would yeah. I have believed myself? No way. I totally hear you on that. Like, yeah, it just it's almost just like a breath of fresh air once you get there as well, once you get past the ugliness. Right, so... I was going to kind of talk to you about tarot reading now. Okay, yeah, let's go for it. This is a a very random one. Very random one, Damsel. So it all started a year and a half ago. (laughs) It strikes me because um, I did see you post up a video like a while ago. And I was like, ah, she does a bit of tarot reading from time to time. And I'm not really into tarot reading. I've got nothing against it. I just don't really use it to influence my situations or love life um but seeing as you dabble in it a little bit I kind of want to know how you got into it okay so a year and a half ago I had a little bit of a a a really bad breakup so this one you know there's always one that hurt the most Mm. this one hurt (laughs) the most like this one was brutal Mm. so I think for me I came out of that and I had lost a lot of who I was. It was due to a lot of different factors, but losing yourself in general, um, it's not a nice situation to be in. I've always been quite spiritual in my life in general. Um, I've always believed in star signs from the age of like 11. Um, It's only because my mum always had these like weird astrology books knocking around in the house, like the monthly Aries or whatever it was. Um, And I would read them and I would find, you know what, I would find it really interesting actually, because I would look, I would kind of combine a psychological element Mm. and real life um, experiences with people with different star signs and I kind of started learning about it from a very young age so yeah it's really random but then as I got older um and I went through this bad kind of toxic breakup Mm. I decided to want to look more spiritually at myself my intuition was telling me you know look you have got a gift in the sense where I'm very good at reading people I'm really empathetic yeah. and I felt really drawn to doing tarot cards because of that and also my mum used to have tarot cards knocking around as well it's all my mum really I blame her Aww. but um, she used to have all these tarot cards knocking around and I used to be very interested in that kind of stuff from a young age so as I got older um, and I had time on my hands like I had a really bad time because i had been made redundant from my job I had broken up with um, a long-term partner. 
I was in turmoil I'd sold my house so I was just literally like in turmoil I had all this free time luckily I had money so free time and money I went traveling yes I did a couple holidays here and there um but I also had the time to look into myself and to invest in stuff so I started buying a couple of tarot cards and messing around with it like not really knowing what I was doing started (laughs) watching like little YouTube videos and what it actually did for me was amazing because I realized that I had a real gift I can actually use these cards Mm. and communicate with other people Mm. in the sense where so for example what I mean by that just to be clear is that someone will come to me and they'll be like oh I need some love advice or I need you know a, a reading done or things are just not going right now I would literally use the cards and the things that came up it depicted a lot of what they were going through. And these were strangers, people I didn't really know. And that's how I really started to realize, hey, Esther, you've got a bit of a gift here because there were people I didn't even meet and never met before and don't know anything about. And then suddenly I'm telling them about a situation that they have in their life. And they're like, how do you know that? And I'm like, do you know what? Not quite sure, but... (laughs) You know from this card it shows this and from that card it shows that and I just started to realize that you know that's something that I should delve into but it it kept me grounded as well it's not just the cards showing something it's Mm. about looking into yourself and being spiritual I started to read a lot of spiritual books as well a lot of mind books and meditate and do different things and then I began to really explore who I was so it was like a a doorway into self-development for me makes sense yeah I guess you're just using it as a way to also get your spirits aligned I get where you're I can't explain it but I know it's very hard to explain yeah Yeah, it's very difficult to explain because at the same time like a lot of people probably listening to this right now will be like I have no idea what they're talking about (laughs) but when it when it comes to spirituality it's like it's something that you have to do with yourself and there's different ways and methods of doing that some people read a lot of self-help books um you know there's there's loads of books out at the moment and I'm reading one at the minute actually which is really great called Atomic Habits by James Clear and it's about looking it's a great have you read it oh it's amazing isn't it all of these kind of different self-help books they're amazing but that one's really bloody good like I recommend it listen yeah (laughs) yeah 100% like it is amazing and it looks at your habits and obviously how to identify you even have a habit Mm. and what to do to kind of break that and I think with spirituality in general it, it emphasizes looking into yourself and reflecting. Mm. So the fact that I was broken and lost and started doing tarot was just an intro to these books for me and an intro yeah. into self-development and self-help. Yeah. So that's what led me down to my business now <laughs> that I'm doing with motivational speaking yeah. on Instagram and just trying to engage people. So everything kind of weirdly happened for a reason. And I feel like a lot of the trauma that I've been through was like my biggest blessing. I love that. I love that so much. And like you said, you know, there's different ways to kind of get in touch with your spirituality. And I do a lot of like meditating. So every day I'll spend like 15 minutes, you know, just clearing my mind, if anything, because my mind goes running like ridiculously. Um, So I just need to like take that time out and just calm myself down. And then, you know, I can step into my day just feeling so much better. You just have to kind of do it, isn't it? And then you'll understand. 
I think if there's a lot of listeners that are actually listening right now that are like, actually, I it's two things. You either 100% get what we're saying yeah. or you're like, mm, I'm kind of there, but I'm not really there yet. Yeah. So if you are wondering, guys, you know, how to kind of get into, um, you know, self-development or reflection or things like that, definitely um, pull up some books, do some reading, look into like um, motivational speakers. It really does make a difference. Massively. I agree. I was going to ask you a question on what are your thoughts on kind of star signs and compatibility. Also, what's your star sign as well? So I am an Aries Taurus. So I'm born on the 20th of April, which means I'm in between, directly in between two star signs. So what that means is that at the time I was born, the planets were moving from one to the other. So I think Mercury was moving into Venus, mm. um, which means obviously Taurus is Venus and Mercury is Aries. So the interesting thing about me and a lot of other cuspers, um, there's obviously a different cusp for each, um, mm. each month, at the 20th usually of each month. Um, so me being an Aries Taurus in nature, I am half earth, half fire, yeah. which is... Um, which is a combination yeah. it's a combination <laughs> so I thought I was confusing and then I found that out about myself and I was like oh it makes sense now mm. um but literally it's amazing because being part of two signs it's a little bit more of a struggle to actually date someone that's one sign which is really interesting um but in terms of of uh, compatibility mm. um it's a hard one because cuspers that's what you usually call them get yeah. on with other cuspers and mm. they tend to because one side will balance the other out um yeah. accordingly don't get me wrong there are some cuspers that wouldn't get on with each other <laughs> yeah um but that, i think that's like everyone you know sometimes yeah. it, it's just like that but yeah. in terms of star signs um and compatibility i do use it in dating a little bit I do. I'm guilty. I put my hand up. I use it. Um, but not, not religiously, because I still believe that people are people. And yeah. I think if you love anybody enough, as you yeah. say you do, it doesn't matter what star sign they are, yeah. because love is love. And if you're going to love someone, you love them for the good, the bad, the ups, the downs, the yeah. ugly, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter about a star sign. You know, I'm not pedantic about them. Sure. But I use them as a guideline or a benchmark Makes and I sense. enter with caution. So I'm like, <laughs> if I see another Capricorn in my life again, because, okay, so let me analyze my dating life for you. Yeah. So I've dated about four Libras that are guys, never, ever again, got married to one, never, ever again. And my last three partners have all been Capricorns. Yeah. So says something, but <laughs> you know, it's, we won't go into detail, but honestly, it, it is something that I look at, but I would wouldn't yeah as I said I wouldn't like rip someone apart because yeah cancer or something you know yeah well I have to say I love that you're half Taurus because I'm a Taurus myself girl Woo. okay oh you go girl <laughs> you've got to love a Taurus though you have to love a Taurus they're grounded, they're, right? they're loving they're grounded but they're yeah. loving um hard working very determined um uh, to to do things that they want to do and see it out mm. um and earth signs are amazing. So that would be like Taurus, Capricorns and Virgos. Mm. Um, they're, they're very grounded. Uh, fire signs, a little bit too fiery. Yeah, yeah. but they're okay. Air, air is all right as well, but they are a little bit airy-fairy. Actually, yeah. it, they are. 
content eerie theory. And then water signs are quite emotional, which is quite interesting. Um, but they can be quite grounded as well. So yeah. that's like Scorpio, Pisces, Cancer. Sure. Okay. But you'd get on with those star signs anyway. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I don't, do I know any? I don't really, do you know what? I don't really ask anyone's <laughs> star signs, to be honest. But I do know that I have dated a Libra in the past and he was a fucking... No, 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 no. But <laughs> I digress. No, no, no. <laughs> no Libras. Let's move on, shall we? Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so you say that you kind of use uh, star signs as to help you decide who to date and stuff. Have you ever actually straight up dismissed someone based on the fact that they're Libra then to throw it out there? <laughs> so funny that we should have this conversation right now. So, okay, I was on Hinge, right? I was on Hinge. I am on dating apps. Okay. Um, and I came across this guy and he seemed really like I thought instantly that he was Caribbean from looking at his picture mm-hmm. I was like he's definitely a Caribbean person right yeah. turns out he was he was Grenadian I believe okay. um and I thought okay little small island like myself being Trinidadian <laughs> I was like, oh, probably get on well yeah. so I wasn't in the mood to talk but he was like oh it'd be great to give you a call and mm-hmm. I was like you know what I've never really had a guy say okay I'm gonna give you a call it's ah, usually like next or yeah. you know traditional I liked it so I was like okay great so I called him but it was Sunday and it was wind down day Mm -hmm. and he was a Libra we got talking and he was a Libra and I was like oh I don't get on with Libra (laughs) I did say that to him because I'm quite a like an honest person so I was like oh I don't really get on with Libras but I was like "Mm." we ended up having a full-blown argument with each other put the phone down he put the phone down on me and um he blocked me and we both blocked each other at the same time let me rewind there (laughs) was this your first conversation over a call right yes and you argued yeah yeah (laughs) he told me that because I I had spoken about okay so we were speaking about culture and I said as much as I am 100% you know West Indian from Trinidad love my background Mm -hmm. heritage I also have been born and raised in this country and I'm British. And I said, I struggle to find um, someone in this country Mm. who has my, you know, an even keel of experience in terms of being Caribbean Mm. and going back home, as we call it, and being British because my ex-husband was 100% Trinidadian and we had cultural issues with him being in this country and not really fully understanding or being comprehensive of the British culture yeah so um this lovely person who hung up on me <laughs> yeah. um, took that very offensively and he was like oh um he disagreed with me and he was basically saying that no um you know you you should be ashamed to say that you're you're not 100% true you should be ashamed to call yourself Trinidadian having that perspective mm. and you know, I just found it all very insultive because I'm allowed to be, I'm allowed to have a difference in opinion to somebody. And these are things, you know, a red flag is speaking to him because that big red flag showed me in his approach and the way that he articulated himself, Mm. that he had a lack of understanding and consideration for other people's opinions, which wouldn't be somebody I want to date anyway. So yeah, that was the, that was the background into that. But, um, 
yeah so he so we didn't get on and for me that's an example of the the Libra kind of um coming out sorry my doorbell's ringing that's that's all right don't worry honestly yeah you dodged a bullet there I'd say definitely massive I think me being emotionally intelligent I already knew that because I had analyzed him Mm. from that conversation he clearly was um he didn't like to be challenged in differences of opinions he couldn't have an intelligent conversation with me about a different opinion um and not just that I feel like he was uh very pushy and looked at stereotypes so for me you know good luck to the guy he's probably very nice but he just wasn't for me and you've just got to draw a line under the sand and kind of move forward with that definitely um funny enough um I had someone uh, I met on Hinge and he also offered to call me and you know when you said oh traditional I like that I like that too just turned out he wanted to like whisper down the phone and just say some weird shit to me and I was just like okay block (laughs) yeah oh no it's I mean dating apps in general like I think it's a great idea it's nice to meet new people it's uh very handy um, where it's a struggle to actually physically get out and meet people mm-hmm. yes it's great but then equally the downsides are the fact that your the effort to actually speak to someone is a lot greater than if you was to naturally bump into someone and have a spark and have a conversation um so I think it, it does detract a lot from you know traditional dating and I don't know how I feel about that because I don't know if I've got time and effort to, to dedicate to just messaging someone yeah well to be honest um when I first joined on dating apps um it was fun it was like great to like get to know different people and um, people that you typically wouldn't meet yes circle right but yeah like you said the whole back and forth messaging so some things get lost in translation and then the novelty basically wears off yeah I'm still on and off it, but I kind of do it mindlessly. I'm just not really that bothered about dating. If that's exactly where I'm at. I think like the idea of it is very fun. And well, yeah. come on, we all get lonely and we are all like, oh, no, oh, yeah. I, probably need, I probably need a guy in my life. We have that five second thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Five second thought. So it's there for five seconds. And then afterwards, you're like, ah, oh, actually, no, I'm all right. And then you don't want to date anyone or speak to anyone but you've already liked like 15 people so they all come creeping back throughout the week when you're busy at work and doing shit and you're like I don't have time for you right now and you just leave them there and then you feel like a bad person because you're not investing and then it's just too much I feel like if we're in this place we probably should steer away from dating (laughs) a hundred percent and I feel like I came off of hinge hinge is the only one I'm on because I feel like at least uh men there have some jobs uh working normal people um I think the other apps are very questionable I've uh probably not for me but I just can't really oh I'm not saying that like you know if you don't have a job you're not you know you're not a person it's fine people get made redundant there's all all types of situations but you know I just feel like the quality of men is a little bit better on hinge yeah I was talking to someone about this the other day I feel like hinge because it it eliminates the whole swiping action it brings out a bit more personality because you can upload multiple pictures and you can put captions against it and you can like based on you know your prompts you can add your spotify playlist and 
add your Instagram if you wish. Uh, I don't really do that, but it more gets, interactive. yeah, exactly. It's more interactive and yeah, it brings out a bit more personality. So I do like it, but yeah. I just can't, I don't think I'm in the space to dedicate right now to people on Hinge. I feel like it's, it's nice if, they all realise that I'm a lovely person who just wants to be friends. <laughs> As for now, investing and looking long term, it's it's not really where I'm at right now. Like I'm really trying to concentrate on building my Instagram, my business, making sure I'm obviously getting things done at work. I'm also a full time mum. Yeah. So it's like I'm looking for the right person for myself, not just anyone casually or to yeah. you know just have a three-month relationship with you know so it's more for the long term with me yeah no more situationships I'm telling you yeah <laughs> exactly I'm not doing it I promise that I'm not doing it <laughs> so current dating life you're kind of doing your own thing right now you're single you're happy you're healing you're kind of finding more about yourself in terms of your next relationship what are you actually looking for what kind of qualities would you want okay to this is a loaded one I feel like as I've been by myself now for a good couple of months mm. um I've had the time to reflect on those qualities mm. um and I think what I'm actually looking for is someone who encourages me supports me balances me out as well and can put me you know I'm a bit of a mouthy person sometimes you gotta, put me, you gotta be able to handle me and put me in my place and say that's not how you behave or don't do that like give me a slap on the wrist sometimes like I don't think you know don't get me wrong I'm not like a you know a terrible person or anything but you know sometimes I just I am who I am and I need someone to be able to deal with that just a bit sassy exactly exactly, exactly. I think one thing I will highlight is I feel like men these days don't appreciate um, independent, strong women. I feel like they're very threatened by them. Mm. I feel like um, the amount of people that I've been speaking to and I say, okay, yeah, well, you know, I'm looking to, to run my business at the moment and I'm working here and I'm doing this and I want to do that. And they just look at me and then they're like, oh, okay. And then I don't hear from them ever again because it's like, too ambitious that's an x in the box and it's just like why wouldn't that be a powerhouse wouldn't that be something that you're attracted to is an ambition sexy I mean I don't know like it's just that's a whirlwind for me um and I feel like I'm not meeting guys that appreciate that quality about me that Mm. and and it just it's like yeah so it's kind of it's kind of put a, a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth because it's like, yes, I want to date, but then am I intimidating? And then I've got to kind of look at myself and then go, oh, wait, hold on. You're not the problem. They're the problem. Yes. So, yeah, those are the qualities that I want. I want someone to be able to appreciate my ambition, my drive, my tenacity and the values that I can you know, bring to the table. Yeah. And do you know what? It's funny. I cannot stand it when a guy says you're intimidating. Well, I'm sorry, I don't really call it intimidating. It's just knowing what I want, being very forthcoming about my feelings and my thoughts without shying away. Yeah, because we're adults and um, it's called adulting. And I think we're meeting a lot of people that don't know how to adult maybe, or, you know, they are not mature with, they're not emotionally available. They are not... Uh, emotionally aware or mature Mm. um they don't know how to communicate they don't know 
how to articulate themselves and they're reactive um, because they've got their own personal trauma or, you know, they haven't gone on their journey. I don't want any of that. So I know exactly what I want. And I feel like a lot of men are not emotionally available. I think that they're just out there to get attention and to feel good about themselves. And then when that novelty wears off, they're just kind of like, eh, forward now onto the next. Yeah. And, but it's interesting. Are men like that because by nature, they are not as emotional as us women. So they hold things back. They take longer to mature and they take longer to actually feel their emotions. You're 100% right. Like it's a host of different things. It could be Mm. from childhood trauma, you know, the whole idea about when you fall down as a boy and, and, you know, people are like, oh, get up, you know, big boys don't cry. Like they're all psychological indicators that can, um, and especially coming from a Caribbean background myself, like one thing I do know, a lot of Caribbean men are not emotionally available in tune with their emotions or overly expressive about it. Mm. And I feel like that has a lot to do with um, how boys and men in Caribbean society are portrayed to be strong, not to cry and to be providers to, you know, and and that's what they they traditionally are brought up like. So to, to be honest about their feelings, it, it takes a personal journey for them sometimes to get there. I'm not saying every man is like this, mm. um, but the majority, yeah. um, I, I looking at my culture and my background, that's, that's how I feel about that. Yeah, I agree. And it's hard, you know, it just that in itself makes dating so much harder. You know, you have to wait just that little bit longer for a guy to actually mature. Sometimes you can date someone and they're just not you know, they're great. Like they have some great qualities. They display like respect and they have a sense of humor and they look good and all this other stuff. They're just emotionally unavailable. It's like, really? <laughs> Almost there, but then that cropped up and that just told you, you're exactly. nowhere near. That's so frustrating and it's such a shame. But I haven't got time to be waiting around. So bye-bye. No. No, no, no. <laughs> that's how I see it as well I feel like if I have all these like attributes and good qualities to offer and you're not even realizing my worth then you're not worth me waiting around for an extra five minutes because you should have already have acknowledged that so you're lost really on your bike that's right I've got a couple final questions for you so obviously as we were talking about dating in a kind of millennial world let's just say can be quite challenging what are your thoughts on this I feel like dating in your 30s is uh, very difficult. Mm. Um, I feel like lockdown and the whole of 2020 really forced people to go into their bedrooms and think about themselves and look at their behavior and reflect. Mm. And I'm hoping that 2021 brings about some uh, uh, better men (laughs) that have looked into themselves, that are emotionally intelligent, (laughs) available. Um, ready to date if they say they're going to date like those kind of things you know I feel like everyone has changed um, their perspective Uh, this has affected everybody in different ways Mm. we're in the middle of a pandemic I think dating before a pandemic you know it wasn't that bad but Mm. to be dating in a pandemic um, makes everything 10 times worse Um, very it's very hard Um, everyone as I said again everyone's been affected differently so that um, you know, anchors people's behavior accordingly, which mm. can be quite difficult as well. Um, so I feel like generally we need to be kinder to ourselves and realize that it's not always about finding the right person. It's about finding that self-love for yourself. Yeah. 
yeah. and yeah. about realizing that the universe will in my way I'm very spiritual so the universe will give you that person that you want when you are ready to receive it yeah. because sometimes we're not ready to receive it and we want it before it's time that's it yeah so, I agree and I'm a massive believer in like you know things happen for a reason sometimes a relationship might be going really well and then suddenly out of nowhere it just falls flat on its face and that's simply because maybe you're just not ready for it maybe you're both not ready for it this is the thing I think that people aren't ready to really accept that 100 mm, percent yeah I feel like we're too ready to at the age of 30 want to settle down and have families and yeah. again you know the wrong motivators kind of kick into play but yeah. I've, I've learned to just leave things you know if it's yeah. not working or not broken don't touch it don't try to fix it yeah just leave things alone yeah it's just that society pressure though isn't it it's particularly for us women with our body clocks as well it's, it's very difficult especially if you're I don't know approaching you're pushing 40. Just to, to add on that I feel like you know we need to stop looking at what society wants and start looking at what we want um, because I was guilty and fell into the trap of not doing that. As I said, I got married um, just because it was a tick box, really, because I wanted to settle down. And, you know, it's all prematurely. But now I think just be present. Um, don't worry about your future. Don't worry about your past. And don't, don't worry in general. Just take each day as it comes and see where it takes you and appreciate every day um funnily enough I'll just mention this um, as well I've got this jar that I keep um mm. and it's basically at the end of every week starting from new year's uh new year's day um I put one thing that was a kind of highlight of my week in there mm. so I'm going to do that for a whole year until <laughs> January uh, 2022 and then I'm going to pour it all out and and read it um lovely I think that's a great idea it's just it's to help motivate myself because I think the hardest thing when you're on your self-love journey is motivating yourself because when you're single um you have to but when you have a partner you know they've got words of affirmation so it's very much like you've got this they're encouraging like don't worry but when you've got no one and you're single and your friendship circle is pretty small mm. you have to motivate yourself and it's hard yeah. so I look for different techniques to kind of keep myself going because I'm sure we all have those those moments when we wake up in the morning and we're like I'm just stressed I've got too much to do yeah. I can't do it so my kind of what I do for that is I look in the mirror and I say to myself nope you've got this yeah. you can smash this you're gonna do it and I literally talk to myself like a mad person but you know what it works don't worry it I talk to myself all the time um and my final question Esther from all the various experiences you've had throughout your dating life what was your biggest learning curve my biggest learning curve I learned to love myself that was one of the biggest lessons hmm. because I realized that I kept jumping from guy to guy yep. um, and I did not love who I was. And I began to fall into the pattern of loving these people more than I loved myself and giving more to them than to myself. And that is where you're going to go so wrong. I think many of the listeners that are tuning in right now, they're probably saying yes, amen to that because I'm definitely agreeing fully. 
I was also jumping from like relationship to relationship in the past thinking that you know this guy could make me happy and you know this guy could give me the world but actually you just need to give yourself the world and you need to love yourself and your happiness just comes within you if it starts starts here in the present moment within yourself and once you're happy once you found that happy place then you can find someone and build on 100 percent. and I I feel like please don't count the amount of times I've said 100 percent in this by the way I've said it quite a lot Um, but honestly I feel like you've hit the nail on the head there I feel yeah a lot there will be a lot of listeners out there relating to both to what we're both saying because you know we are all guilty of falling into that exact trap and it becomes a habit and then once it becomes the habit, you get addicted to doing the same thing. And it's about breaking the cycle and really looking at yourself and saying, no, girl, I got this. Um, and just to answer your question as well, um, I think one of the other things that I, I learned was what I would like in a man. Mm. What do I want long term? Yeah. You know, what do what attributes do I want? What am I looking for? Because, you know, we're so focused on, I guess, when we're in bad relationships, being getting our self-satisfaction from that person rather than doing it ourselves so then what do what makes us happy we don't know because we've been so focused on trying to figure out what we can do for them to like us when actually or love us when actually when we just need to love ourselves find out who we are and then take it step by step so two of the biggest things I've learned number one obviously love myself and number two what do you want I learned what I want Um, and what I'm looking for amazing I just I feel like that was a really good way to wrap everything that we've just spoken about it was a long episode but it was definitely worth it and I feel like yeah it was one of those deep discussions I was literally just yeah we we did the levels didn't we we did the levels we've definitely raised the bar so uh, whoever's (laughs) on my show next boy (laughs) (laughs) oh no it's it's literally been amazing like I think you know I do love what you're doing at the moment as well and I feel like it's um what you're doing is not just amazing because you know you're spreading um some knowledge I think it's amazing because there is not enough people out there Mm. that can tap up into this type of stuff I feel like we all want advice but we don't have that you know that channel I mean yes there's YouTube and there's loads of people that are probably doing the similar things but not in the way that you're doing it not in the way that you're tailoring it to you know everybody because I'm pretty sure if there was a 20 if 20 year old me heard this you know all those years ago 11 years ago I would be like oh my god this is amazing and I feel like we need to be educating the younger generation so that they're not repeating the same mistakes sorry that we made yeah exactly it's just for everyone to be aware that sometimes certain situations you're not alone in it we've all experienced different ups and downs and different disasters also this platform is to be used as an outlet not just for me but for anyone that wants to just get their story out there so but you're doing a great job at it this is why I'm on the channel this is why I want to be on the podcast I'm like you go girl (laughs) like it's 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 very hard um dating in your 30s and I think at least having an outlet or being able to listen to things like this just make it a little bit easier you know it takes the edge off the thing oh thank you so much Esther it was great like generally like just catch up with you was good because it's been far too long oh way too long (laughs) don't worry when it's like socially acceptable to actually have wine together which is not over zoom yeah 
All right, everyone. So um, before I close this off, I just want to let you know that all social media handles for Esther will be shared in the description once I push this episode out. Girl, thank you so much for coming on the show. I feel really satisfied. Um, I feel really uplifted, actually. Um, oh, amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's been great. Honestly, it really has. No worries. Thank you for opening up about your roller coaster love life, talking about all this tarot stuff and astrology. It's just it's really <laughs> insightful, honestly. I hope that coronavirus decides to let us live and we can definitely. Yeah, oh, God, girl. Yeah, totally. <laughs> thank you so much. No worries. And thank you to all the listeners as well. So, see you later. Bye. Okay, bye.